everyone welcome back to the weekly business podcast by rudy so today i'm joined by a very fantastic guest who is josh elledge the founder and ceo of upmyinfluence.com so hi josh so i would like to kind of understand from you what was your journey like founding upmyinfluence.com and if you could also briefly explain to the audience who you are and what you do I come um, felt familiar because <laughs> I I've started a number of businesses. Uh, you know, up my influence um, just happens to be the most recent one, which I launched about six years ago. Uh, my last company, Savings Angel, uh, I launched about fourteen years ago, uh, and that company did. $6 million and over, well over six, $6 million in revenue with zero paid ads. Um, up my influence, we just don't do paid ads either. I mean, we could talk about like kind of what we do and so forth. Uh, but, but when I say familiar, Rui, um, I have, you know, Savings Angel was my seventh business venture. Um, I had about six businesses prior to that. Um, some did okay, um, but they all failed eventually. And um, that's not uncommon. Um, the majority of businesses go out of business, um, you know, within five years. Um, and so, but, you know, one thing you learn every time you fail and you keep getting up is you learn tenacity and you learn that it just takes, um, you know, it, it takes the right kind of effort to launch to grow and then sustain and continue to scale businesses. So, um, you know, I also served in the uh, U.S. military, and and I think I learned some good lessons there. You know, about you know that grit and determination. But I can't express how important that is um, to keep doing the thing when there doesn't seem to be any immediate returns. So, some powerful points you've shared on kind of tenacity effort, grit, and determination. And I loved how you kind of brought in your influence of US military and also kind of put that into a perspective of business. So my next kind of question is more along the lines of now PR and kind of anything you could share on that. So I wanted to kind of understand from you, what are the most important things you should be doing if you want to get PR? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, before doing too much reaching out and, you know, everybody loves publicity. Um, but what I can tell you is that, um, you know, if you're reaching out, it's kind of like internet dating, really. Um, because if, if you are, if you want more visibility, if you want more authority and you're reaching out to people with a platform, you know, a platform like yours or bigger than yours, um, they've got big audiences, the, the bigger you go up, the more they are going to vet you, the more they are going to say, okay, well, listen, as far as a platform goes, you know, if it's a TV station or whatever, they might say, you know, we're an eight. We're, we're pretty hot stuff here. <laughs> it's, it would be quite a feather in the cap if you got on their air, you know, get, got on TV and you would use that then parlay that to get more sales, improve your conversion, shorten your sales cycles, et cetera. Um, but what they're going to do is they're going to look at you and they're going to look at your online branding and your social media and do you come up in Google? And if you're coming across like a level two in business and you're aiming for seven, it's going to be really difficult. Like you have to get really, really lucky um, and that's just hard to do. So my recommendation is that when you're early stage and you're starting up, 
that you aim for the things that, that are kind of just out of reach, maybe kind of within your reach. You want to aim for like one or two above you and you do a bunch of that and then you will grow your authority. You keep investing into your, you know, kind of your online perceived authority and then you keep moving up. And so, um, you know, so we have like in the world of PR and, and you know, you know, media consulting has been something that I've done for, you know, a long time. I've, I've done for probably a good 12 years now. And, um, you know, most recently, you know, of my influence, we, we actually spend more of our time with something else that we'll talk about. And that is, is building, you know, B2B sales systems for um, six-figure consultants. And, you know, and we'll, you know, we're always looking for joint venture partners um, where, you know, we could build a sales system, we'll grow together, and we'll do that on performance. Um, that said, we're really picky on who we can work with. Um, but, but I, you know, just, you know, in terms of your question, please do focus every week, invest two hours a week on what am I going to do this week for my own authority? It might be get better headshots. It might be learn about how to dominate your, um, your LinkedIn profile and max that out. It might be creating new content in a way that everybody would be, you know, would, would have an opportunity to, um, to, uh, to, to see. Right. And so then that way, when someone's researching you, we just, we just want to make sure that they love what they see so that you get more uh, opportunities. You get more speaking opportunities, ownership opportunities. Influencers want to work with you. All that stuff happens when you have high perceived authority. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway was the end point you kind of shared on love what they see and kind of creating a comfort level opportunity, growing your authority and investing in your kind of personal online presence building. So I wanted to kind of understand from you, what are some PR hacks and kind of influence building strategies you could share with the audience today? Well, I can tell you that, you know, one of the biggest things that we see is that most people want PR because they want the visibility and they want the influence. And I can tell you that when you are serving an audience that is just getting to learn you for the very first time, like you're at the early, early, early stages of that relationship with that audience. And so, you know, until, you know, like, you know, locally in Orlando, Florida here, I, uh, you know, I've been on TV more than 700 times. So by now, when I do a TV segment, you know, a good chunk of that audience, oh, here, here comes Josh, the savings angel. <laughs> I've got some familiarity. So what, what is it that we want to do? Most people think, oh my gosh, all I got to do is just get quoted in Entrepreneur Magazine, then all my wildest dreams are going to come true and people are going to buy my product. I have news for you. That is not likely going to happen. <laughs> so here's, remember this and write this down. Um, is that uh, most people overvalue the visibility of media. And or, when I say media, I mean all of it. You could be working with a YouTuber. You could be working with a podcaster. You could be working with a blogger. You could be working with a traditional media. Um, you know, big, maybe someone with a really big Facebook page or group or something like that, and you're doing a, a live video together. All of this stuff I put under the media umbrella. Um, and so if you think that that uh, visibility to their audience is going to give you all your wildest hopes and dreams, um, I'm just, I'm here to tell you, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed. But if you catalog 
everything that you do, you slice and dice it, you repurpose it, and, and you make sure that everybody gets to see, you know, what your work is, right? You share that with your own audience. The people already that have some familiarity with you, well, now they're going to see you, and, and really, I'm sure this makes sense, right? Is that your audience sees you in the interview chair. Your audience already has familiarity with, they already know, like, and trust you a little bit, but now you show them this extra, hey, guess what? I was just featured here, da, 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 da. So you share this with all your Facebook friends, you share it on social media, you continue to promote it, you make it available. Like I keep a pretty amazing um, uh, media page. And if you wanna go and copy mine, you can go to upmyinfluence.com. So it's www.upmy influence.com and just go copy how I do my media kit. It works. Oh, by the way, I would also, I referenced LinkedIn earlier on the authority side. Please go copy my LinkedIn profile. It works. <laughs> it will get you more deals. I don't even have to know you were there. And by the way, um, you know, if you're early stage in business, just so you know, I don't have anything to sell you. Like I, I just do not sell to early stage business owners. I'm here to serve. Uh, I'm here to give back because when I was early stage in my businesses, I had great, great mentors that really helped me. I think the biggest takeaway from the segment that you shared on kind of PR hacks and influence was kind of the point on cataloging, repurposing your work, promoting and sharing it with your audience that is already having familiarity with you. And so, yeah, thanks a lot for sharing those references of your website, upmyinfluence.com, and also your LinkedIn profile as starting points for media kit and also for deals and lead generation for the audience. So my next question is, so how do you kind of network with influencers and then kind of branching out into how do you gain and grow authority? On that first point of like how to network with influencers, listen, I can tell you what to do. This works. Um, you. If, if you are aiming up, so in other words, back to this, um, you know, like, let's say that you in business are perceived to be like a 3.4 and you're aiming for someone that is like a 5.8 in terms of like perceived business authority, right? It doesn't mean that they're necessarily more skilled than you, by the way. It's just, that's how, you know, that, that's, you know, if we were to kind of score it, you know, that's, you know, on perception based on social proof, perceived authority, you know, the associations uh, the, that they have. Um, so how do you network up? Well, I could tell you how you do it. You have to serve your way up. You have to be illogically generous with your time. And by the way, I'll just tell you that this is 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 how I run my companies. I am in illogically generous with our audiences. I'm illogically generous with potential customers or clients. I'm illogically generous with um, other influencers. Uh, and because of that, we don't have to pay for anything in terms of visibility because I come bearing gifts. And when you come bearing gifts, let's say that you're really, really good at Instagram stories. Okay, what would happen if you reached out to me, for example, <laughs> and you said, listen, Josh, I see you're doing a little bit with Instagram stories. I've been watching you over the past week or two. Um, 
can, would you mind if I shared some ideas with you or shared a video um, that, that I think would really work? Because I've seen you doing some things, but I think you're really missing some opportunities. Love to be of help. By the way, happy to spend 30 minutes with you, help out, give you as many ideas as I can. Okay. What I just shared there, there are amateur entrepreneurs and marketers, especially marketers, who he heard what I just said there and they started, they're like, oh no, I could never do that. Then they would never buy my stuff. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that you could not be further from the reality of what happens. If you are generous with your time, you earn people's trust. Give away what has previously been sold because that is high perceived value. If you give away what everyone's giving away, that's not, that's not illogically generous right? Give away what other people are selling. Give to me what, what I would normally pay for. And then we're going to get to talking and be like, why don't I just hire you to do this? Thank you for all the help. But I can tell you this, Rui, is that people and companies with budget do not DIY. They just don't. Early stage entrepreneurs, baby entrepreneurs, they do everything DIY because they don't have budgets you know, active, you know, successful companies don't want, I don't want to learn stuff. Like you think I want to learn, uh, you know, the ins. I want someone to tell me exactly what to do. I'll do the thing. And then they'll say, great. Every week we're going to check in. And I'm going to make sure you're doing what we said that we we're going to do. I'm going to make sure you get it done. I'm going to make sure it gets published. I'm going to make sure you get engagement and I'm going to make sure that you end up making, having really great business from that. That is something that I would pay for. And, but I am not going to go to square one with you if you just spam me. If you just spam me and try and sell your service, forget it. We're not, I'm not even, I'm just going to delete it. And that sounds cruel, but that's what everybody who's listening to us, that's exactly what you do. You get spammed on a daily basis. You're getting inundated with ads and it's all noise and you ignore it all and lovely concept especially the point on come bearing with gifts and then being illogically generous with your time for your audience and for your customers and kind of the last point was very powerful and kind of not straight up selling but instead to kind of add value and to kind of share how the person on the other end the influencer whoever that may be can actually benefit and what sort of ideas you can share and how you can help each other out so my next kind of question is, so what is the go-giver philosophy and why does it work? About how life-changing uh, having a go-giver philosophy can be in your business. So when you go from waking up in the morning and saying, oh my gosh, who am I going to sell to, right? And, and when you think, I know why you feel that way. I felt that way because, you know, in business, you got to make money, right? And there are expenses, there are investments that you need to make, okay? But the idea is that if you can change your thought process, it will change your life. When you wake up in the morning, instead of saying, who am I going to sell to today? You say, who can I serve to today? Who can I impact in a positive way? You know, how can I do this? And it's going to be, it's going to feel incredibly, maybe even irresponsible to think like this because I'm not being a good business person. All right. But what I'm going to tell you is that all business is human to human. I don't care who you sell to, right? People 
know. People know exactly what's going on in your heart. And if you are just there for the money, you're just there because you see them as a sale, you're not fooling anybody. We all know what you're doing. And because of that, we are naturally going to re be repelled from you. Because we've all been in that networking event where here comes that guy, he's holding his book, he's holding something, and he goes into robo-pitch mode. And he's completely oblivious to the fact that people are like trying to get away from this dude, right? And it's, you, it's always a dude. <laughs> and he's just completely, uh, you know, just oblivious to the fact of what he's doing, right? It's like people, if you've ever, you know, when you date, right? Going out with a really bad date, that is how, that's how a majority of sales and marketing people come across. And they, they, they're go, they go way too quick. Um, it's like they're on a dating app and they're just running around saying, so do you want to meet my parents? You want to meet my parents? You want to meet my parents? That's just weird. Stop talking about that. Like <laughs> it's way too early in the relationship. I know you want to get there. I know you want to make this sale, but we're not there in the relationship yet. So you have to honor where you are in the relationship and the way to, I mean, the way to be, to date successfully is just to be a good person. Like just err on the side of, you know, being attentive, being, people love, you know, feeling important. So make other people feel important. Give them value, okay? Don't worry about the stuff you're asked, like you will get there. Now you have to lead in the relationship if, if it's you that wants to make the sale, but you gotta do so in a way where you're stacking positive associations, not nagging people to buy, because otherwise, ugh, <laughs> we don't wanna mess with that. So yeah, go read um, by Bob Berg, the book Go Givers, Sell More is my favorite one of the series. He's done four of them, um, and I love that book by Bob Berg. I'll definitely check it out. And yeah, and I think the biggest takeaway that you shared today was kind of um, honor where you are in the relationship and kind of build yourself as a good person, create importance and value for others and kind of create more positive associations for yourself. So I kind of wanted to end this off with uh, what is the future of upmyinfluence.com? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're scaling to eight figures right now. Um, and that's, you know, so, um, you know, that's the byproduct of the impact that we have in the world. So, uh, you know, our ideal client is not really a client, more of, we just, we seek partnerships. Our model is entirely joint venture. So we're always on the lookout for great consultants. They have high authority, high value tickets. They understand, you know, that sales is a relationship first prospect. And if, you know, I would say if that's you, pitch us, you know, let me know what you do. Um, you know, I'll let you know if it fits or not. Um, you know, generally we accept, um, you know, probably under 50%. I would say probably closer to the high 30s, maybe low 40s. Um, just because we've been doing this a long time. We know who we really, really work well for. Um, and we know, um, you know, maybe where it might be a little bit too much risk on our end, but I'm, I'm always happy to entertain offers. Also, um, you know, at upmyinfluence.com slash guest, 
We are actively looking for podcast guests. If you're doing six figures in business, uh, particularly in the B2B world, um, I would love to celebrate you to our audience. We've got over 100,000 fans across our social media and podcast listening audience that we'll be actively promoting you to. So um, yeah, so again, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, at, at upmyinfluence.com. Um, by the way, like if you go there and you're not even at those levels, um, like I, like I've got so much free stuff. I've got free courses. I've got free, and it's you know, like a lot of it. You don't even have to give me your email address. Like it's just fine. Like I'm fine. Um, I'm just here to help build your authority so that ultimately you can you know, put your revenue on autopilot. Just about to ask you to share any kind of contact details and what's the best place that the audience can reach you. Yeah, you know, one thing that I would recommend um, for early stage entrepreneurs is I, I have a free authority transformation masterclass. It's free. There's no sales pitch. <laughs> you're going to be like, wait a minute. I thought the guy was going to sell me. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do on a webinar or masterclass? So you're going you're gonna to get to the end. You're like, wait a minute. He's like giving me more free stuff. I don't get it. It's because I, one thing I've just learned is that um, having a champion is so much more valuable than collecting a hundred bucks, <laughs> you know, for whatever I might sell you. Uh, so I would, you know, like I said, if you're earlier stage in business, I'd, I'd much rather just become friends and then, you know, be someone that you can kind of trust and go to and I can help you out. Now, just a small request. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcast. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow there, subscribe, and share the podcast with other people. Hope you learned something new today and looking forward to connecting next week.